I'm Rodney Ronquillo, and you're listening to Piano Maverick. Today's topic is about focus. I'm pretty sure most of you may have heard the expression, but in case you haven't, there is an expression that says, Jack of all trades and master of none. Now, being that sort of thing can have some advantages, but it can also come with a lot of disadvantages too as well. The nice thing about being a jack of all trades is that you can have your hand in just about everything. You'll be able to give yourself a perspective of how one thing works and how another thing works at the same time. And it can be tempting and it's it can be nice sometimes to, you know, to be able to fulfill a lot of things before your life is pretty much done. I mean, I guess a lot of people take that approach in a way and you're almost fulfilling just about everything that you're going to be able to do. The thing about trying to be a jack of all trades is that it also can be a relative to the shiny object syndrome and if you don't know what that is it's basically that everything that glitters becomes gold to you and then you tend to have the temptation to want to grab all those things you want to be able to do those things or you know see these things you want a lot of things coming to you and you become some sort of like an octopus and you're pulling everything towards you but you don't even have one focal point and that sort of feeling or that state of mind can, to some degree, lead you to situations where it's like you're going to be able to, be able to put 50% of your energy into that one thing and then you'll want to jump to another thing and so forth. And mentioning, mentioning like this shiny object syndrome, you're not going to be satisfied with whatever it is that you have because you're going to have that temptation to want to move on to the other thing. And then before you know it, probably after a year or a couple of years, you can look back and there's really nothing that you can put your name on. You can't, you can't put your stamp on anything because you, you're not known for one of any of those things, basically. You're not mastering any of that stuff. So to be a jack of all trades and master of none is not really a great place to be. Now, it is very temp- tempting. We are in the information age and we've got an overload and overwhelm of so many things like information like we have so many options made to us you know and it, the, let's put it this way too like when we're at school we're asked to take courses like math and science and art and english and you know music and sports and everything we, we're given all these things and i don't know anyone coming out of a school that were would be famous for one thing i mean I, May, may I, I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about is like the students, basically. But maybe a professor teaching at a school would probably be known for that one thing that they're focused on, if anything, you know. But a student coming out of school being known for math or being known for music, to the maybe to the school, yeah, but to the entire world, it's a totally different story. Like a lot of people are not going to know who you are because you're inside that microcosm and you're actually jumping around from one thing to the other and a person who actually gets a hundred and everything like a hundred percent or like an a plus everything is still not going to be known in the real world because people are pretty much just focusing on surviving and trying to get along with their own life and to come out and say that you're a master of everything like not a lot of people are going to believe you and if even if they do where are they going to fit you in i mean one way, or, one way or the other, you're going to have to fit into society. You know, if you're going to play piano, for example, and I get a lot of this, <laughs> it, it, I sometimes kind of take issue with it, but it can also be somewhat, I would say, flattering, if anything, because the thing is that when they see you as a piano player, like when you play piano, you tell people you play piano, right? They 
would almost assume that you can either read music, you can play classical music, you can play jazz music, you can play just about everything. Yet, what if your style is something like ballads, or what if your style is jazz? What if your style is metal piano? I mean, th- I mean, people do play piano and metal songs. Just take a look at Guns N' Roses back in the day, right? But uh, that's the thing. If you're going to be a piano player, eventually you're going to have to find your own voice. You're going to have to st- not just stick to a genre, but you're going to have to grow from that genre as well and grow and take that genre in ways that no one has ever thought about because you have to put your own heart and soul. And that only happens when you actually have focus. And when you have focus, you're in what I call the zone. Really good singers actually understand this. Really good instrumentalists, although uh, all they, they all understand this. And you know a person is in the zone and you know that they're extremely focused when they sing or perform or play in a way that pretty much wows you they in they've earned your respect and it's because they put all of their energy into that one thing they really focus on that genre and you know like if they try to master jazz and all these other stuff they're not going to really be known for that one like one thing that makes them unique in piano they're just pretty much going to be a person for hire that can just play anything and then they're pretty much going to be in the background now if if you're goal is to just be a background piano player more power to you right sure you'll you'll be able to get like a lot of gigs and so forth but they, at the end of the day you've got to ask yourself are you going to be satisfied are you going to like have you left your mark in this world i mean just as a piano player just playing in the background for people i mean if you know the story of billy joel billy joel had a somewhat of a depressing life when he was playing in clubs you know just playing music that drunk people would like to hear but yet they didn't really notice them like they would get drunk and then they would hear music in the background and and that's that's pretty much it and that was his life if anything and he really really didn't like that until one day he decided to make a change and it was almost it was due to almost trying to throw his life away and when i mean throw his life away like he almost committed suicide i believe if you read um if you read his autobiography or if you read the even tony robbins books where he talks about billy joel you'll see that he actually wanted to end his life but then he asked himself a very compelling question and that question led him to the point where he actually became more focused on what he really 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 wanted he had his why and as soon as he knew his why then he put all his energy and focus again here's the word focus into the musician that he wanted to be and with the sound that he not only was more comfortable with but he can also grow that sound with as well so billy joel is a great example of someone who put all his focus into the one thing and because of that he became like known worldwide and loved worldwide for the music that he plays and he's known for the music he plays you know i don't know if i can remember i think it was new york state of mind but i remember the songs uptown girl that was a great song back in the 80s now i don't know if it would be accepted in this day of age because of yeah you know how it is in society right pc but back in the 80s it was just it's a great time you know and you were pretty much free to be able to create the music that came from your heart and your spirit you know and that's what billy joel did and he took all of his focus and all his energy and he put his all his passion into it and look what came out that he, he became known for what he his music uh, today and the same thing with elton john you know 
like we have so many beloved songs like i think like uh no it's not piano man because uh, billy joel did piano man but you know he had the circle of life from uh, lion king he had um goodbye norma jean as well he had um what's that other one do do da 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 um Da, 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 da. Well, it, it's a like, really uh, uh, upbeat pop song but and then uh, uh, I guess why they call it the blues oh that's one of my favorite um, Elton John performances like he 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 really honed his voice and he really honed his piano playing in a way he combined all of his styles all together to create the Elton John so- sound but then it ca- got to the point where it wasn't just about the sound of his music but it was actually his recognizable voice being supported by his piano playing you know and that's why he's just he's one of today's masters if anything then there's stevie wonder you know like he he had a, a distinct sound where it's like you can almost recognize just about every song that stevie wonder uh, played but then when he, you add his voice you already know it's stevie wonder you don't even have to like open your eyes no, no pun intended of course in that one but you can just close your eyes just listen to the radio and you can tell if it's Stevie Wonder or Luther Vandross, you know, or Peter Cetera or Richard Marks uh, or even John Legend or even Ariana Grande or what's her name again? Uh, Adele. Adele as well, right? So that's the thing. You know, like they, they put all their focus, all their passion and their energy into one thing. Now, if you take on one or more things of anything, and this happens in business a whole lot for some people, they try to they try to take one entrepreneurial thing and then they try to do another entrepreneurial thing on the side and also another entrepreneurial thing on the on this side they have three things running and before you know it they're just not a master of any of that stuff they just they pretty much get into a mess and that could be a huge huge mistake one great advice that i learned from t harvecker is you just pick one thing focus on it and run with it and make it a success before you decide to move on to the next thing make something a success to the point where it's autopilot that it's automatic then move on to the other thing don't move on to the other thing until you are a success in like the original thing and this like i said this does happen a lot um if you're into that let's say you have a business and then you get into network marketing you know you're not going to let's put it this way like if you can do both that's great you know but you're one way or the other you're still going to have to be able to put your energy in one of those two things and if you put if you spread yourself too thin eventually both businesses are going to fail or, or all your businesses are going to fail and everything else that you i mean let's put it this way like everybody who comes out of school pretty much forgets everything that they learned but except the very thing that they are focusing on so if you're coming out of school and you're going to go into engineering you're eventually going to forget about let's say art or music or unless music becomes just a hobby on the side just keep you happy while you're doing engineering or if you're like a musician then anything that you learn in chemistry and science and math they're eventually going to become useless to you because you're going to put all your focus and energy into that sort of thing so that's that's the thing you, you gotta you gotta get rid of the shiny object syndrome thing even though it's very tempting everybody does it no, I, I've got it too, but I have to remind myself that sort of thing. And, you know, like creating this podcast is also, it's a great way for myself, like for me to listen to my own advice. And hopefully this also helps a lot of you uh, who want to be able to do something. If you're going to play piano, you know, stick with piano. Stick, go for 
go for a style that resonates with you. But if anything, it's always good to be able to listen to the classics first because it's not about the sound or the style or the genre. It's actually you're listening for ideas. You're listening for a foundation so that way you can use that foundation. You know, chords and scales and arpeggios. You'll, you'll eventually know about those things when you take piano lessons. But you just learn those things and then you just transfer all, those, all that stuff towards the genre that you want to get into. So if you're like le- learning classical piano, for example, just just learn how to develop a relationship with the piano by using classical, you know, get all those chords and scales down and so forth. So that way your fingers and your own energy and your spirit are able to get things together and then take them into your chosen genre, whether it be jazz or rock piano or salsa piano, you know? And I mean, yeah, I mean, the things are gonna be a little different in those genres but because you started with the classical you've got a foundation it doesn't mean that you actually have to marry your marry yourself to classical you just need some tools that's all it is if anything now if you fall into let's say you love salsa and you fall into salsa piano and that's all you specialize in great just go with it you know and then you can just look into classical piano as if it's a way to find some ideas that you can help evolve salsa piano or evolve uh, R&B piano or even rock piano as well but never forgetting that you still have to focus on the very thing that actually defines you now if you don't know what defines you you just have to actually look into your heart and decide where you want to begin and then just search your way until something really clicks with you sometimes you may have to ask yourself why you're doing this you know and you'll have reasons I mean I had my reasons and I just ended up with the skills and then I, with that skills, I was able to apply it to new purposes in life as well. If you were to take a look at my recording studio, it's just a project studio, but it's surrounded by keyboards. Like it's a crazy amount of keyboards. It may not be as many keyboards as, as say, Hans Zimmer, the you know the famous film composer of Lion King and uh, The Dark Knight Returns and, and so forth, so forth. But I mean, I have enough keyboards that surround me, and it pretty much reminds me that my focus is pretty much to be a composer, and, uh, you know, like, my main instrument is still going to be the keyboard, no matter what. And I do love orchestras, I do love making all, all sorts of music, but I already know what I'm really strong at, and that's actually creating ballads with, you know, orchestral instruments and marrying it with rock instruments or even R&B instruments as well, and I just love to songwrite. And that is, those are some of the things that really like resonate with me. And that is pretty much my focus. And I just continue to evolve that. You know, I evolved, but still staying focused on what really makes me strong. I'm also in the process, like I said, I'm working on creating a piano course for people as well. And I have asked myself many times, is this something I want to do? Do I want to really divide my focus? And then I thought to myself, you know what? What I'm really doing is I'm actually leaving a legacy for people after I'm long gone, you know, like uh, to pass on some of the techniques and creative skills that I come I came up with that may or may not be taught in piano school or even online piano courses, right? But at least I'd like to leave something that I discovered for myself that worked for me. And hopefully it'll help some people or maybe a lot of people. It really depends on who is going to be taking the course. Right. Once I finish the course, then I pretty much just leave it for the, the the beholder, the person who's actually going to be learning, the student, you know. And if they learn some things and then it helps them get onto the road to being able to play ballads or or whatever I create, 
um, you know, whatever I teach helps them become the best salsa player or the best rock player or whatever, then more power. I mean, I, that, it, it puts another feather in my cap. While I continue writing music and composing and arranging music and recording and producing in the style that I'm more focused on, if anything, you know. So it's just like, it's pretty much like a side thing. It's still piano, if anything. Uh, my strength is pretty much in the composing end of things, but I'd like to share some things uh, with people in case they really want to make it their, you know, their piano dreams come true. And sometimes I look at it this way as well, with the course that I create, I may have to look at my own course just to be able to remind myself or to reteach myself things I may have forgotten, but they came up during the the teaching session on the videos as well. So in a way, like it it is actually related so it's still part of my focus it may sound like it's not really part of the focus but it actually is the thing is that i had already established much of myself into the piano thing in the piano rope that I can, I can add these little snippets of things like teaching piano you know or even like producing music for other people or directing a choir or directing music and so forth because i still have that foundation like that that um how do you say it? Uh, like I've already focused. I'm still focused on the piano, but I take everything that I have from the piano experiences that I had, and I actually apply it to all these other things, while still staying true to my own focus as well. So, in a nutshell, I mean, no, I know it sounds cliche, if anything, but in a nutshell, you you got to decide what you really want to focus on, and you got to work with it. You got to run with it, and really master that really become successful at it you know be, until you at the point where you're somewhat satisfied you know that people are knowing you for that sort of thing and then you can move on to the next uh, thing if you want to be able to do some sort of side hustle or if you want to write a book you know uh, if you can make them related I mean Grant Cardone the best-selling author of the 10x rule uh, he's the New York Times best-selling author sorry uh, he mentions that when you're in a job that you might not like, try to find other opportunities to increase your income and make sure that they're within the same industry or actually in the same environment that you're in and make them relatable to each other, but you're actually creating different streams of income within the thing. And it's the same thing with, with the piano as well. You're still focused, right? But let's say now you want to teach, you know, so that's actually a stream of income that's coming from your focus on piano. And now you're going to create licensed music. You know, and that's another stream of income. And then maybe you want to create a book on how to play piano, or maybe publish a, an ebook on secret techniques that, like for piano players or jazz pianists. Now you've got another stream, you know, but you're still focused on one thing, and that's pretty much the piano. Apply the same thing in other things like entrepreneurship, or you know, like if you're going to choose one business. Actually, if you if you there's a couple of businesses that you want to make happen, you you got to choose one first, and become successful at it master it and make that business of yours a success that it runs on its own that eventually now you can just move on to the next thing and if you can do that then the shiny object syndrome thing can pretty much be tamed at bay and you're going to be more satisfied you're going to be more happy there will be people who will pretty much just tell you no you got to do this other thing you got to do this other whatever you know, and they'll probably even coerce you. They'll ask you questions. They'll brainwash you or <laughs> everything, you know. And you've got 
to discipline yourself and that's pretty much how it is you can't do everything outside of you if you let everything outside of you control you you're never going to get to your destination you can only get to your destinations when you actually are the pilot within yourself you are your whole body is pretty much a vessel it's the plane it's the carbon and you your own self your spiritual self you're inside this body and only you can drive it to its destination nobody else but if you keep focusing on too actually if you keep losing your focus while driving yourself you're eventually going to end up in a place called nowhere and that's actually not a great place to be it's always best to stay focused and only you can be disciplined on getting to your destination and it all starts with you pretty much so i hope this helps you i know i'm gonna have to listen to this podcast myself because i need to teach myself to remind myself that pick one thing you know and run with it and try to shut shut out the world no matter what until this thing of yours you know in piano becomes very successful you become very successful you become a change person then just move on to the next side hustle at the same time you know and then apply that feeling of accomplishment and achievement to the next business or the next opportunity or the next hobby or whatever uh, you, you, be, you become a master of piano now just transfer all that skills to let's say visual arts and you apply you you, you, here's the thing too when you finish something because you focused you have an achievement under your belt so when you go through frustrations with the next thing that you take on you have something to remind you that you accomplished something you achieved something so the one thing that the one reason why you're able to achieve that one thing is because you never gave up and then you just apply that attitude towards the new thing as well so hopefully that helps Remember to focus and stay in action at all costs. Uh, as T. Harvecker would say, uh, don't think and grow rich. You know, if you, th- if you think and grow rich, you're pretty much going to be stuck in one place forever. He'll, he'll say more about that, uh, if anything. You just have to uh, take some of his courses. Just go to harveckeracademy.com, H-A-R-V academy.com. And take a look at all his courses. He's got a lot of amazing courses there. I highly recommend it. And also Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, C-A-R-D-O-N-E.com. Lots of great stuff as well. And then for mindset, look into Tony Robbins stuff, TonyRobbins.com. And I highly recommend those guys. And they really help. You know, they really motivate you. They inspire you and they push you. Uh, But really, really, really stay focused. Because when you know your why... As soon as you know your why, then you're going to have a lot of focus. If your why does not match the other, like the industry that you're getting into, don't even think about it. Know your why and then know the sort of field or area that you really want to get into and then become a master of it. And then when you become a master of that, you've got that achievement under your belt that you can bring it to you to your next industry or, or whatever it is and then just apply everything um, to it. Everything is applicable, but only after achievement that's the important thing to remember. Hope that helps. I'm Roddy Ranquillo and you're listening to Piano Maverick.